What's up? I'm back. I know I'm out of my shell, both in the podcast world and on my Instagram. I just miss this so, so, so much. So I'm just diving back in. I am uh, upstairs in my cozy little den. I actually prepared for this podcast, which I never really do. I always just get on and talk, which I still kind of plan on doing, but I do have an outline. So I just want you to know that I worked very hard for this. Um, forgive me breathing hard. I'm 20 weeks pregnant, which uh, is, is part of what I'll be updating you on. So I want to talk to you about where I'm at in my pregnancy and what's been going on. A little work update a TV update, um, a podcast highlight, and a product highlight. See how prepared and like legit this is? Oh, where to begin? Um, I guess we'll start with pregnancy since that's the most um, obvious thing that's happened since I've talked to you. Uh, I am 20 weeks pregnant tomorrow. Uh, We're having a little girl, as I'm sure you know. If you're listening to this, obviously you follow me on Instagram. If you don't, it's at Heather Suchma. Get on it. You're missing out. Um, So it's been, overall, the past 20 weeks have been pretty good. I would say that sickness-wise, this has been the... Tori's was really pretty easy. Stella's, I felt crappy for the entire first half of my pregnancy. And with this, I would say it's a little bit better than Stella's, but not as good as Tori's. Um, so I'm glad that I've made it this far. I am finally starting to feel um, Teddy move just a little bit, like little kicks here and there. I feel like I've felt more um, kicks and stuff earlier with the other two girls, but I'm I guess it's been a while and I'm trying not to compare or get get myself freaked out. But I have one of those at-home Dopplers so I can hear her heartbeat. So that makes me feel really good. Um, I'm trying to think. Whenever Pregnancy updates are pretty boring. So I'm going to try to make this interesting. That first part was kind of boring. So what you're probably wanting to know is how fat have you gotten, Heather? At 20 weeks, drumroll please, I'm up about 12 or 13 pounds. Uh, I don't know if this is good or bad. And I guess good or bad in respective to myself, like um, thinking of my last pregnancies. With Tori, I gained 43 pounds. I ate and I ate and I did not really work out. And I don't know, I just gained a lot of weight. (laughs) Um, for me, that's a lot. I mean, I'm five foot three, so gaining 43 pounds was serious, but I didn't weigh myself that pregnancy like at all. So I don't know how I ended up realizing that I gained 43 pounds, but that number's burned in my head. With Stella, I gained 26, which I felt like was a beautiful amount because I still feel like I, I ate, um, but I worked out, I think pretty much the whole pregnancy, um, And it was a lot easier to lose that weight with Stella than it was with Tori. So I think I'm more on track like I was with Stella, but I really have, I don't know. Um, 
I have not been working out much at all, which makes me really upset with myself, but I'm so freaking tired. Like I keep telling myself, okay, tomorrow, that's it. Well, hell, every Monday I'm like, okay, this is it, new week. I'm going to eat keto and I'm going to work out. And then didn't happen. I'll, uh, I'll get to how my Monday morning went and my excuse for why I didn't work out this morning, but I just, I've really sucked at working out. My muscle mass is just depleted and my fat is just creeping up. So even though it's 12 or 13 pounds on the scale, body composition, don't really want to know. I feel like I have half the pregnancy left to get my shit together, which I really plan on. Maybe even after I record this, I'm going to go do my ladies' edge workout at home. (sighs) We'll see. I'll let you know at the very end if I'm going to do it or not. Uh, Food cravings. That's a good one, right? Well, what have I been craving? All food. All food. Um... Just all food. I just still love food. It's not as manic as it was in the beginning of my pregnancy. I was like a frat boy, but an angry frat boy needing to eat. So now it's still pretty serious. And when I get hungry, I absolutely need to eat. But it's not as dangerous as it was the first trimester. Um, So I have trouble sleeping. I have ever since I was pregnant with Stella... And um, so ever since I was pregnant with her, I started taking Benadryl at night to go to bed. And then, so I took it basically throughout my whole pregnancy with Stella, at least towards the end. Um, And then I never stopped. And so I don't know what made me try something different because um, Benadryl has worked well, um, but I tried Tylenol PM Maybe I ran out of Benadryl and I had Tylenol PM and I felt like I slept even better with Tylenol PM, which again is safe. I'm, I hate to have to defend myself and people probably don't agree with it, but my doctor's cool with it. Basically, Tylenol PM is a mixture of the sleepy stuff in Benadryl and Tylenol. And I mean, I'm a little bit achy <laughs> at the end of the day, so I feel totally fine taking that, but I sleep really, really well on it. Um, and so I take Tylenol PM every night and I, I'm laying in bed, I'm watching TV. I, I've obviously eaten dinner by this point, brushed my teeth, like ready for bed. And then like, right as the, as the first like tiny bit of Tylenol PM sets in, it's like, I want to eat. And like, I need to eat and I start craving certain things like Cheetos or Oreos or last night it was a Snickers, which we oddly had one at my house. My nanny bought one. I'll blame her. I have no idea where, why it was there. Um, but it's just like, I think I'm going to go to bed. I think I'm going to be fine. Every night I tell myself, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lay in bed and eat like my 600 pound life on TLC. Like I'm not going to do it. And then as soon as that Tylenol PM starts to kick in, it's like, it's like eating while you're drunk. Like it just, I don't know. There's something very satisfying about it. And so I do it every single night. And then I wake up every morning regretting it and like saying, okay, today is the day I'm going to eat better today. 
Uh, so I'm craving tons of food. I really do, like I have been through small parts of this pregnancy, eating um, high fat, low carb, and my body has felt really, really good. But it's hard, man. Like, I, it's just hard. Some days that sounds really good, and other days I just want a freaking sandwich. So I eat a sandwich, and then sometimes I want fast food, and I eat fast food. And I just don't have a whole lot of willpower to either make myself work out or to not eat junk food. So I know this is such a short time in my life and I'm trying not to be too hard on myself, but I don't know. Y'all remind me of this. I'm doing this to myself. Whatever, on August 14th, when I give birth to Teddy, y'all just remind me of this. I did this to myself with every Cheeto and every hamburger and every skipped workout. I keep clicking my pen, I'm sorry. Okay, so... Food cravings, that's it. I'm just craving food. Um, Okay, speaking of food. So I finally went and met the doctor I love. Um, I The doctor who delivered Tori and Stella is no longer delivering babies. So that sucked because I really loved her. We worked really well together. I don't know. The one thing I didn't like about it was that she was in the med center in Houston and I live in the suburbs and... You know, I like to stay in the suburbs. Going to the med center to deliver just sucks. Um, So I tried a different doctor, which was referred by a friend, and I hated her, and I hated the office. It felt like um, cattle being, you know, whatever the phrase is, like herded through the office. They The office was so big and disorganized that, I don't know. I just, I hated it. I hated the whole experience. I did not like the doctor that I saw. I'm like, no, this is not going to work. So I saw that doctor at 13 weeks. And then um, I went last week at 18 weeks and met with this new doctor. His name is Dr. Heaps and he's in Sugarland or Richmond. I don't know, right on the edge of Sugarland in Richmond, um, not too far from my house. And I'm going to deliver at the hospital right there, which is really, really cool. But I took some time to get to know him, and I felt like I could fully be myself and be sarcastic and witty and fabulous, you know. Um, and he is super dry and sarcastic, and I felt like he would have sat in the room with me all day and just answered questions. Like, he seemed, I don't know, it was just so comforting and so wonderful. And usually the thought of being with a male ob would scare me. But then when I think about it, any OB-GYN sucks. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a woman or a man. Like, legs and stirrups, not a great position. So who cares? Um, but I felt like we, Dr. Heaps and I, just had a wonderful connection. And we picked um, the birth date. It's supposed to be August 13th because I do a C-section. So one week before I give birth, or one week before 40 weeks, excuse me, is when we schedule the C-section. Well, that's August 13th. And I just don't like the number 13. I don't know. I just don't like it. So I asked if we could do it one day later on the 14th, which works out perfectly because both Tori and Stella's birthdays are on the 28th. And so it's half of 28. So I don't know. I feel like it'll help us remember maybe <laughs> Teddy's birthday. Um, so anyways, he may or may not be out of town, uh, at a family reunion, boo, 
So fingers crossed, I'll know by the next time I go see him in a few weeks if he's going to be in town. If not, whoever, I don't really care. I feel like with the doctor's office, I'm in good hands. So anyway, so when I was talking to him, I asked him about a few things like his take on um, a little bit of wine while pregnant, like half a glass of wine. And he said, in America, no. In Europe, yes. I said, okay, I'll read between the lines there. Um, but he said, of course, he, he. I think he's being very careful in saying no, but I don't think, listen, I just feel like half a glass of wine here and there while you're pregnant or even a full glass of wine towards the end when you're pregnant is just not a big deal. I feel like being relaxed is really, really nice. And every now and then it's, it's just wonderful. So everybody has a different take on it. Please don't call CPS. Don't flip a table over this. You do you, boo. Um... So, and I also asked him his take on soft cheeses, um, particularly blue cheese, because mama loves blue cheese. I've been craving so much blue cheese, and he's like, well, you know, you should probably avoid it, um, and I asked him about lunch meat. I told him I haven't been remembering to heat up lunch meat. I mean, who thinks about that? And he's like, well, the risk of things. Basically, he explained to me that it's not like if I was eating blue cheese with a group of non-pregnant people, I would not be the only one to get sick. Um, now I can't even think of the, 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 not disease, the bacteria that grows in it that gets you sick, whatever. Um, we would all get sick. It would just be more devastating on me if it happened. So in the small chance that it happened, but I'm like, you know what, every now and then a little blue cheese, but I'm like, okay, after that conversation with him, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to be good. Well, that night I went out with a friend and had dinner and she ordered um, a charcuterie platter and it had blue cheese. And I'm like, okay, okay, just this one last time, just have a little bit of blue cheese. And then it had some like hard salami or something on it, which I don't know if it was safe or not safe. It wasn't heated up, whatever. So I had some of that. And then I had some blue cheese. And the next morning, y'all, I woke up so freaking sick. So sick. And I was flipping out. I'm like, oh my God. What if I've... It's not E. coli. What the hell is it called? You're all screaming at me. Whatever that thing is that pregnant people can get from soft cheeses or unheated up lunch meat. Um... I just started freaking out. I'm like, my baby's going to have brain damage. I'm going to have a still stillborn. Like I have, I'm freaking out. And I didn't want to say anything to Steven because I felt so guilty. And I wasn't sure that that was what was going on, but I was, I was freaking out on the inside. And then I realized that what Steven had been sick with before, this felt like a version of that. I just kind of got a slightly different version but it freaking scared me straight. No more blue cheese, and I'm going to heat up my lunch meat for the rest of this pregnancy. So that was really scary and probably really good for me. So I stopped living on the edge with that. I cannot wait to be unpregnant. I want, these are the things I want in no particular order. I want them all actually at the exact same time. I want Botox. I want a spicy margarita with tequila. This whole uh, virgin spicy margarita bullshit, no way, Jose. Tried that, not great. Um, I want a spicy margarita. I want Botox. I feel like a, a bulldog with my 11 lines. Um, and 
I want lots and lots of blue cheese or soft cheese or any type of cheese that I want. And I want it all at once. And lots and lots of champagne. I want my Trader Joe's Pinot Grigio. I want... I want to go on a roller coaster ride. I just, uh, I look forward to being unpregnant. And I really feel like this is my last pregnancy. I'm considering getting my tubes tied on the table, especially knowing, and this is really sick, but especially knowing that if I did decide I wanted to get pregnant again, that we could do in vitro fertilization and just put the baby in there. So that's so messed up. I should be, I think I'm like, I think I'm done. I'm pretty sure I'm done. I don't want to get pregnant again. I really don't. I don't want to go through this again. I I love that I've had all of these babies and I love that I've been able to carry them, but I'm 33. I'll be 34 in June. Like, And I know that's still relatively young, but I feel old. I feel old, okay? So I'm like, I think this is it. This is all I'm signing up for to carry. If we decide our family's not done, then I'm hoping that God will put it, put it on our hearts to adopt and just make that decision really simple for me. Because on top of spicy margaritas and lots of blue cheese and Botox, I want a tummy tuck and I want another boob job. My boobs are so freaking big. I hate them right now. I hate pregnancy boobs. I hate them. 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 I cannot wait for this to be over, for that part of it to be over, for a few parts to be over. But, okay. Okay, so let's talk about um, my Monday morning. It's Monday today. It's Monday evening now. But this morning was not great. So I wanted to wake up and work out. Today was going to be the day, the start of a keto eating, body moving, great week, right? So I went to bed. Did I eat? Oh, yes. (laughs) I ate the Snickers as I went to bed. So I still shame ate in bed. But it's okay because it was Sunday. It was not Monday. Everything was going to be great. So go to bed. I woke up to go to the bathroom at a little before 3 in the morning. And I get back in bed. And Stephen is sawing logs so hard. I mean snoring. Like shaking the walls. I can't go back to sleep. I put earplugs in. I put a podcast in. So what I do when this happens, I lay on my side and on the side, like my ear that's down towards the pillow, I stick a podcast under my pillow so that it goes through the pillow and I can hear it in that ear. And then in the other ear, I stick uh, an earplug in and put a pillow on top of my head. And his snoring was still so loud and so annoying that I had to get up and leave. I left the room and I went and slept in Tori's room. And it took me forever to fall back asleep. I probably peed in the room transfer. I probably peed two or three more times before I actually fell asleep again. So that was so annoying. So my alarm went off at like six o'clock to work out. I'm like, hell no, that's not happening. So snoozed that until seven, got up this morning. So I was just a little bit cranky. Steven didn't spend a whole lot of time with me this weekend. Um, partly because I was sick and partly because he was hanging out with friends on Saturday, but I was sick, so it was kind of okay, but I missed him. And then yesterday he had, um, a planned event. He went to go see Impractical Jokers live, um, with a friend, which was fine, but I, I missed him. And so I felt a little slighted this weekend 
And then with um, his annoying ass knowing, which I know I shouldn't hold against him, but I see why people who have been married for like 30 years sleep in separate rooms. Like I love this man, but I cannot with that. So I was just cranky, cranky. And he, it turns out he didn't sleep very well. So he was like dragging this morning. Um, the girls were also super cranky. So I was cranky towards Steven. Then the girls were cranky towards him. Then I kind of turned my attitude and apologized to him. And, you know, after the, the coffee set in, I started warming up to him and being nice. And um, our nanny was, she took her kids on a field trip this morning. So usually she gets here in time to help, you know, get the lunches together and help me get the girls out the door. Um, but she, it was just me with the girls this morning. Steven helps just, you know, as much as dads usually help in the mornings with kids, just not a whole lot. Um, but he did feed them breakfast. Tori has this thing. Okay. So a long time ago, she choked on a kernel of a popcorn. And so has sworn off popcorn for the rest of her life. Well, this morning she choked on oatmeal. That's right. Oatmeal. And somehow Steven told her that it was seeds like that oats were seeds and so Tori swore off eating oatmeal ever again and so then Stephen to prove his point or to try to get her to finish eating her oatmeal said that she couldn't have any snacks anymore no more junk food ever again he said he was going to go in her lunch and take out all of her snacks and replace it with quote-unquote real food I'm like uh Steve we don't have real food in this house we don't have any fresh fruit right now we we have nothing like that's the most empty threat ever because we can't even follow through with it (sighs) so talk to her Tori calmed down and then she was gonna help get Stella dressed this morning she chose to do that I'm like okay I had everything laid out and of course that never that did not go as smoothly as planned and so Stella started to cry and then Tori just lost it and just said she didn't want to be a big sister anymore. It was too hard. I'm like, well, I have bad news for you. You are going to be a big sister for the rest of your life and you're about to be a a double big sister with Teddy. So I tried to be understanding and I was cranky this morning. So I was trying to be understanding to her crankiness as well, be empathetic. And she is a person like sometimes I have unreal expectations, unrealistic expectations of how she should behave. It's not appropriate to treat me badly because you're in a bad mood. And then I'm like, uh, hello, that's what I do to Steven and other people all the time. So I hugged her and listened to her. And then she said something that pissed me off and I shoot her off to her room. Um, but we were running late, of course, never not late and um, I'm changing my outfits frantically because I'm pregnant and things don't fit right and I don't feel cute. And I go to put on these boots that I haven't worn in a long time. So they're really cute, like black suede boots, and they have a zipper on the inside of the boot that's like towards the bottom of the boot. It doesn't like go all the way up. It just gives you enough room towards the bottom to kind of slide your foot in and then you zip it up. So I put uh, the boot on and a roach. I'm I'm trying to think of what to compare it to, what size. A big ass roach fell out of the shoe, out of the zipper, and scurried across the floor. I cannot tell you what this did to me. I screamed at the top of my lungs 
like someone was murdering me. Stephen was in the kitchen and did not hear me. (laughs) That is the one thing about this house. It's very long and sound does not carry well. So I am screaming at the top of my lungs. One, because I feel so sorry for myself at how traumatic that was because roaches are like the number one thing I hate the most. And number two, because I need him to hurry his ass in there so he could kill it, like now. So finally, I guess Tori hears me and she comes in and I'm like, go get daddy, go get him now. And so her and Stella are like, what is happening? But Steven finally comes running in and thank God he found that bastard and squished it. Oh my God, it was, it was just horrible. But of course, it's exactly what Monday needed. So I was driving the girls to school and I'm like, it has been a morning. And both of them are like, yeah, it is really, it has really been a morning. And um, we all cried this morning. It was just one of those days. And uh, I was trying to explain to Tori why I hate roaches so much. And she's like, well, do they, do they hurt you? I'm like, well, no. She's like, well, do they bite you or bite kids? I'm like, well, no. She's like, are they slimy? I'm like, no. And are their legs sticky? I'm like, God, Tori, no, they're just horrible creatures. So her logic was trying to disprove why roaches aren't that bad. But I fully explained to her why. I mean, they're just awful creatures. And then Stella out of nowhere says, Mommy, what day is it? I'm like, oh, girl, it is Monday. It is Monday. And she's like, well, how do you know? I'm like, because a roach fell out of my boot. And Tori's like, oh, so roaches come out on Mondays? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, no. So we were late to school. I had to walk them inside like a failure of a parent. Hashtag what's new. Um, But yeah, the rest of the day has been beautiful. But that was like a shit sandwich all morning. Okay, so that's like the pregnancy update. How do you like that? Now I'm going to give you um, a little work update as I cross out things on my big fat list. Okay, so work update, no new blue lions, no new friends. We don't have any new salons going in the past four months. I think everything since I talked to you last, like everything's been open. We have 15 open locations. Things are going good. Um, We have some possibly exciting things happening of course I can't tell you so I suck for even saying that but um we really have just been focusing on operations and our operations manual and kind of making things run more smoothly for our members and for our our team um so that's been really really good Today, I had a meeting, um, we had a social media meeting at our Rosenberg location, and afterwards, we were talking about one of our other locations, I'm not naming any names or what city it was in, Um, but there was a salon suite that opened up near one of our other locations, um, kind of near, not too near, but near enough, and it was, it's a completely different, it seems like a one-off, according to their website, it looks like a freaking one-off, um, but I wanted to go check it out. I love to know what's going on, what other people are doing. I think it's important. Um, yeah, I just think it's super important to know what's happening in your industry. So I popped by and I love, I'm just about to brag on how wonderful I am, but I'm going to do it anyway. But I love how I can walk through 
businesses. And as I was walking through this business, I just felt really proud. Like, I don't know who built this. I don't know who the owners are, but I feel like they did a really freaking good job. Really good job. The finishes that they picked out were really, really nice. The space was designed pretty nicely. Like, it's, they did a good job. Um, I, they're not us, but who is? But they did a really, really good job. I could see why if you were looking at our location and that location, brand spanking new, you know, um, why it would be on your list of contenders. Um, but there's such a difference. Like, I this is not speaking poorly of this place because I have no idea how they run it and what their operations are like. But there's a much different thing. It's much different to have a a beautiful new salon, that's great. And that's super, super important. But the operations behind it and the work that goes into maintaining a good business and good customer service is what will freaking kill a a company. It's so much work. And there are members that um, I think if they're considering moving over to this location, I just feel like And I'm not just saying this because we own Blue Lion, but I just feel like at this place, they would not be happy. I understand why they think they would, but there's certain things that I know because they're, they're really trying to keep their prices really low and affordable, which I think is great, but I don't want our prices to be the lowest, you know, I I want our prices to be um, affordable and I want them to be competitive, but I want to have room to freaking spoil our members, period. And if I'm trying to cut corners and cut off all the extras of the experience, then I'm not going to be able to do that. So I wish this business so much luck. Um, It's hard. If I starting all over again would be so freaking difficult from the very beginning, from Salon Suite 1, everything that we've learned, like... It's been tough, but I love that I can walk through, back to what I was saying, like I can walk through and just be so happy and proud of what somebody else has built because I know what it feels like when you finish a project and you walk through the doors and it's just really cool. Whoever whoever you are at this secret location that I'm not naming, I tip my hat to you. Um, you re- actually have done a really, really good job. Uh, so I did that today um, and... This is a good time. Um, I was listening to a podcast today, um, and they were talking about um, a sports team. There's a TV show. I don't know if it's on Hulu or Netflix or what it's called, and I think it's called The Knockout or The Knock... I don't know, something. It has to do with sports, and you know I don't care about sports or know anything about sports, but they were. It, something about it really, really hit home. Uh, with Blue Lion, one of the things that people don't like about us is that we have a lot of turnover with our team. And when I was listening to this podcast, they were talking about, um, so this TV show, The Knockout or whatever it's called, um, is about behind the scenes for football teams, like when players are getting cut and traded and kind of what they're going through as it's happening. And um it made me think like, I don't know how to explain to people that I'm not, 
I'm not ashamed that our team has a lot of turnover. I'm absolutely not. Do I wish that we had a steady, consistent team, the same team since day one? Hell yeah, I do. But staying the same is not my mission. So if you think about it in terms of football and in terms of people on a football team, some people get cut, some people get recruited by other teams. The point is not to have the same team forever and ever. The point is to have the best team the absolute best. And that is exactly what Steven and I are committed to, period. So faces may change. Some people are going to get cut. Some people are going to get traded to another team. But our goal from the beginning until the end of time will always be to have the best team. So I think some people are going to understand that. And some people are not going to understand that. So I wish... I wish that I could easily portray that to members and to people from the outside looking in. It's nothing to be ashamed of. We expect excellence and we expect people to get better and better and better as we get better and better. And some people can't keep up and some people decide they don't want to. Some people decide that this isn't what they want to do with their life or their career and that's okay. And so we got to let them go. And, you know, as, as, members you know or tenants leasing somewhere they want to see the same faces they don't like seeing new faces all the time and I get that but man if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing then there's going to be change period so yeah the point is not to never change the point is to always change the point is to always improve and sometimes that means a change in staff so uh, ooh, something I haven't talked to you about, and I haven't even posted much about it on Instagram, I think because part of me is really terrified. I'm super excited, but I'm really, really scared. So there's a girl named Michelle Bishop that used to live in my area, but now um, she moved away. I don't know if she lives in Ohio or if this is just where the event is being held, but she started um, a company called The Ladies Edge, and it's an online fitness community. And you know, I've worked with Mike Vacanti for years and years, and I love going to the gym. It's what I do. Um, but I came to a period in my life where like, I didn't have time for that. It wasn't working in my schedule anymore, and I never thought I would say that, but it just wasn't working. And um, I had been watching what Michelle had been doing and growing with her company for a long time, Uh, So I finally bought into it and bought a membership. It's really inexpensive. God, I want to say it's less than $30 a month, I think. Don't quote me on this. It's on auto pay, so I don't even remember anymore, but it's not expensive at all. And you could try the first week free. I think she still does that. Um, But it's amazing. 23 minutes at home working out, and the proof is in the pudding. My body was looking banging before I got pregnant. Now I need to get my life together. I really need to get my life together. But anyway, what Michelle has done with this group of women is just absolutely incredible. And she reached out to me and asked me if I would speak at a big conference that they're having in June. So she's flying me out to Ohio to speak. It's okay. So this is like, this is going to be my first real speech, my first talk. So I finally asked her how long the talk had to be. Do you want to know how long this talk has to be? 30 to 40 minutes. 
Now you're thinking, I have no idea how long this podcast is at this point, but you're thinking, bitch, you could talk all day long. And I can, but this is kind of like flying by the seat of my pants. It seems like this feels like what I'm about to do is like going to be a TED talk. Like I need to have my shit together. I need to be organized. I need to be, I need to find a way to be myself and still be able to just talk freely because I can't memorize a speech. That would be miserable for you and for me. Um, so I really am going to start, <laughs> it's now April 1st. So um, I need to start putting things together so that I can give a badass speech because I want this to be the first of many. I want to be on stages. I want to I want to impact people's lives in a really big, deep way. And so Michelle is having me, what she reached out to me and why she wanted me to do it is not because I'm super fit, thank God, because I was in good shape before, but now that I'm pregnant, it's like going downhill. But she wanted me to talk about just being confidently yourself, like she says that she loves how I'm so unapologetically myself. And so I want to explain to women my background, my story, where I came from, how we've built this company, because it's a huge part of how I've become the leader that I am and able to make the difference that I am. But just kind of what I've learned in being brave enough to be myself and what a difference that's made in my life and the doors it's opened for me. So stay tuned for that. I'm super excited. I'm finally getting more and more excited instead of avoiding the thought in my head altogether, like procrastination, hiding from it. I I am super, super excited. Okay, so that's the work update. I'm not really good at like reading off this list and not acting like I'm reading off a list. So what the hell ever. Um, okay, so I wanted to do, I listen to podcasts all the time. I'm in my car driving all the time and um, salons all over Houston. So I think there's a lot of time for podcasts or music. And I've been so obsessed with podcasts. And something about this pregnancy, I've been much more um, able to listen to like true crime, horrible things which is so sick and I don't know why, but I've, I don't know. I've been obsessed with true crime podcasts. So I want to start doing a podcast highlight and I don't want to overwhelm you with a whole bunch of things. So I will just go into one podcast that I'm obsessed with right now and then I'll do uh, a beauty product or some sort of product that I'm obsessed with right now and then we'll talk about TV stuff. So the podcast that I've most recently fell in love with, the true crime podcast, it's called Crime Junkie. And it's this girl and her friend, of course, I'm going to suck at describing this. Um, but they're each podcast, like it'll say murdered, and then it'll have the person's name, it'll say serial killer, and then it'll have the serial killer's name, it'll say missing, and then the person's name, so every podcast kind of has a theme, it's either murdered, missing, serial killer, an update on, you know, something that's happened, Um, but they're usually under an hour, and it's a girl and her friend that tell the story, it's one main girl, and then her friend, who's kind of like a ding-dong and a little annoying, But they work really well together and I like that, I like the the music in the background, I like the 
tone of the podcast. I like the way she's a great storyteller. She re, like you can listen and really follow along with with what's going on. I need to freaking learn how she, she does her podcast because I suck at this whole, you know, oh my God, my kids are home. I've no, I'm hiding up, I'm hiding upstairs. So I don't know if they're going to come up here and find me or if we'll hear crying, but whatever. Um, but anyways, I highly recommend if you like true crime stuff, Crime Junkie is so pleasant to listen to. And the tone of it is just really calm and really relaxing. And she's a great storyteller. As far as a product that I've been kind of obsessed with, the latest, newest thing would probably be, and this is a good time for, for spring and summer coming up, um, it's an at-home self-tanner. It's the Jergens. I didn't even write, I didn't prepare for this that well. I didn't even write the actual name of the product down, but it's by Jergens. You can find it at any grocery store, and it's tanning water mousse, and it smells like coconut and it's wonderful. Um, the color is like, it comes out clear and it smells like coconut, like smells beachy, wonderful. It stays a little bit sticky, which is a little annoying, but totally I'm able to get over that easily because the color is just so lovely and light. Um, you're not going to look like um, Jersey Shore or anything like that. It's just, it's wonderful. And if I, I spray tan at a Versus Spa, and so touching up with this at home in between is awesome. It smells really good. Like I said, a little bit sticky, but not the end of the world. And I would say that after it sits on, the um, actual tanning scent is extremely minimal. I mean, next to nothing. It's it's definitely top five at-home tanning products for sure and very user-friendly. If you're a newbie at this or if you're really pale and a little bit scared of tanning products, this is like, it's fabulous. Gosh, look at me. Okay, you hear my pen click? I'm just crossing things out on my little list. Okay, TV update. So because I'm not working out and I spend a lot of time in bed resting when I'm not working because I'm a lazy bum. I hate that about myself, but I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I need to rest, right? Totally fine. Uh, but I've been watching a lot of TV and um, I finally downloaded Hulu again under a new email address. I signed up for a free trial. So I'm probably already paying for it at this point, but I'm actually watching a lot of it and enjoying it. Um, I've been catching up on the vintage Real Housewives of New York just for fun, and I've really, really, really enjoyed it. I love the New York ladies. I think what made me want to do that is after the very first episode of this new season started, it just made me fall in love with them all over again. I love New York. I love the city. I love seeing things that are happening in the city, all of the restaurants that they go to and the bars that they go to, and then I'm so obsessed with the Hamptons, so when they're in the Hamptons, it's like, it's, it's perfect. Perfect. Probably my favorite Real Housewives series. So I've been binging on that and enjoying that. Um, a new show that I started watching on Hulu is called The Act. And um, it's about that girl, Gypsy Rose, the one where the mom um, had Munchausen's by proxy and made this little girl seem like she was really sick and I think the little girl for the longest time believed she was really sick but then has started to discover that she's not really sick and then this girl kills her mom 
or has her mom killed? Like I heard a podcast about it, I think, and watched a 2020 whatever, but this show on Hulu is like a, a recreated drama series. So good. And the girl who plays, um, not Ruby Rose, good Lord. What's her name? Oh my God. Gypsy Rose, Gypsy Rose. Um, her mom shaves her head in in the show, of course, to make her seem sick. But every now and then when it's not completely shaved bald, there's like just a little bit of stubble. And this girl is so freaking beautiful. Even when she's quote unquote sick and all of this, this girl's freaking gorgeous. Just absolutely gorgeous. And um, I went on her Instagram because I'm like, I need to know what she looks like with hair. And like, is she still rocking the no hair? Like what's going on? This girl's freaking hot. I would definitely say there's something androgynous about her. Um, but I think she looks so much better with a buzz cut or like super, super short hair than she does with hair. She's beautiful no matter what, but it just like watching this, I'm like, yeah, I'm really glad I buzzed my head. Like she looks really cool. I look really cool. I don't know. Love it. So I recommend the act on Hulu for sure. I have finally gotten into, um, the show Seeking Sister Wife. Seeking Sister Wife? Is that it? Yeah, Seeking Sister Wife. Um, on, I don't know what network it's on, but it comes on on Sunday. And this is the first, I don't think I watched it last season, but Heather McDonald always talks about this show and gives recaps and stuff like that on Juicy Scoop, her podcast. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this. And I freaking love it. So I've never done a formal recap of a reality show. So last night as I was laying in bed eating my Snickers, I was taking notes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to do a recap of a show. So let's see how this goes. So I'm going to pull up my notes here, my little iPad. Now it's kind of like whenever you start, it's been a really long time since I've been in school because remember I didn't go to high school. I mean, I didn't go to college. Um, but it's like whenever there's a class that you're taking and you start taking notes on every single thing that the professor says because you feel like it must all be important. I feel like that's how I started taking notes for this show. So this could be an epic failure. You may just push stop right now and end it. Um, but we'll see. Maybe I'll get better. I, I would like to do this um, with shows that interest me if it works. So let's just see how this goes. Okay. So Seeking Sister Wife, we will start with the McGee's. So we have Bernie and Paige, which are the husband and wife who are, um, they're probably in their, God, I don't know how old they are in their late forties, early fifties, or maybe they're just really rough around the edges. Um, but they're seeking a sister wife and, um, they have two kids. One's probably like two two boys. One's probably like eight, and the other is probably like fourteen. Good little boys. Um, but I'm just gonna jump in. I'm not gonna give you. If you're watching, you're watching. If you're not, you better get with it. Um, but the wife page is crazy. I've heard um on other podcasts that this this woman is truly like she's nuts, and you can see it in her eyes. You can feel it. Like she's scary crazy. Um, Paige is never, ever, ever going to want this ever. This needs to end. And maybe I'm definitely more biased because of the things that I've heard about her, but she's never going to want this. Uh, Bernie just needs to get this out of his head. It's a dream that only he has. They have folding chairs in their front yard. 
that it's just so upsetting. Their front yard is very like middle America, kind of dead grass, just very sad. But um, Paige likes to sit out front and sip her coffee in these folding chairs and it just makes me sad about life. I think Paige wants a friend. She does not want a sister wife. She wants a friend. And even then, I think she'd be a shitty, scary friend. But that's all she wants. I think she's very confused about what a sister wife actually means. So they're courting a girl named Brandy. So Brandy is coming back into town in this episode to spend time with Paige because Bernie's going to be working most of the weekend. Um, Brandy's, or, uh, Brandy's nervous to come into town because Paige has been really jealous in the past and Bernie's really nervous about this. I mean, duh. Everybody should be nervous. This is a terrible idea. Okay, so there's a scene right before um, Brandy gets into town. Bernie's about to go to work. He has, he's, he's dressed for work, and he has these two braided tassels hanging off of his belt. Did anybody else see this? I don't know. I said Bernie braided tassels, WTF. No idea what that's about, but very, very odd. Okay, so... Um, he goes to work, whatever, and um, what's her name? Brandy pulls up in her car, and I'm feeling doom. I hear doom music. I feel doom. It's just doomed. The whole visit is doomed. Uh, so they're they're prepping dinner together, and like Paige is like, well, I'm not going to treat her special. I'm not rolling out the red carpet for her. Okay, so apparently the last time she was there, that was the red carpet that, that got rolled out. Um She's like, we're not doing that this time. She just needs to like, I need to see where and how she's going to fit into my life. So they're doing, you know, what wives do, folding towels, you know, while dinner's getting going. And um, they start talking and Brandy's like, you know, like, I feel like I'm just thankful now at this point in my life, if anybody's going to help me with anything, like however you fold the towels, I will take it, just put them in the cabinet and put them away. And Paige is like, no, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. You'll just have to learn to do it my way. And then Paige walks out of the room like a psychopath. And so all of the fear that, um, that Brandy has been sensing is, is just building up. She's like, yes, I should be scared. This woman's a bitch. Um, and I said, Paige is a bitch. <laughs> Brandy and Paige get into it. Apparently, Paige starts yelling at her. Now, listen, I'm a yeller, so... I I wouldn't want a relationship to end just because I yelled at someone. I would literally have no husband, no friends, and no children if that were the case. Uh, but Brandy just feels disrespected, and Paige is just nuts. So Brandy decides she just can't do it um, and decides to go home, and they decide to end the relationship. She is saying goodbye to the sons and hugging them, um, uh, Bernie and Paige's sons, and the sons are... Like, after she leaves, they're crying, and, well, the youngest one is crying, and they're so sad. They're such good boys, but I actually feel really sorry for the sons, and Bernie's really upset. I think he feels like Paige totally ruined this. I have to take a drink of my drink. I'm, my throat is so dry because I'm such a good podcaster and talking so much. Hold on. Okay. My Diet Coke good podcaster and a great healthy mom here okay but I think Bernie would like to jump in the car with her and leave with Brandy if I were Bernie I'd be like you know what I'd want to have my boys and I'd want to go with Brandy and continue my life because 
page is psycho. Okay, now let's move on to the Snowdens, which is this like hippy-dippy vegan couple who they're the the most non-traditional like they're definitely not mormon i don't think they practice any religion i think they practice a combination of religions they're just really freaking annoying they're way cooler than i'll ever be except way much more uncool than i'll ever be just weird so the husband and wife's name is Ashley and Dimitri, and they're courting a girl named Vanessa. So they've been courting her for a while. So now it's uh, the first time that Vanessa and Dimitri are going to sleep together. Now, they made Vanessa do a 21-day pH balance diet bullshit. Because apparently, if you have sex, somehow if if... Ashley and um, Vanessa's pH balance wasn't the same, then they were going to get yeast infections. And it would get spread by Dimitri's D. Kill me. Okay, so disturbing. But anyway, so that finally after 21 days and all this sexual tension that has built up, as Dimitri says, they get to have sex. So the, this episode opens up to the morning after. Uh, can I just say that Vanessa is freaking beautiful first thing in the morning? Just gorgeous. Naturally beautiful, gorgeous, curly, long, just a dream. Um, Ashley's in the kitchen. Does she have the baby strapped to her back? I don't know. But she's being extra loud. Bitches dropping stuff. She's slamming things around. You know when you're pissed and your husband is sleeping late and you want to be really loud and accidentally wake him up that's what she's doing so she's dropping things in the kitchen slamming things um and ashley is really being bitchy and awkward when dimitri and vanessa finally come out of the room is ashley pregnant now there are scenes a lot of scenes maybe maybe she's pregnant now but there are scenes when they're doing the not talking heads, but whenever they're sitting together and just talking to the camera and she's in that blue dress, she totally looks pregnant. And I don't know if her stomach just hasn't fully gone back down after the last baby or what, but I think she might be pregnant. Not sure. Um, but it's definitely, there's, it's just definitely super awkward. So they go outside to eat breakfast together and they're cooking probably mushroom caps on the grill, kill me. And, um, she says, uh, Ashley says, uh, you know, I, I have to confess something. I, I heard y'all last night. And then everybody starts laughing and it breaks the tension. It's just, it was so awkward and so weird. But they kind of made their way through that. Uh, what's, what's his name? Dimitri was saying that they had, that he had separate sexual tension. Because when he starts talking about having sexual tension, his wife Ashley is like, oh, what the hell? What do you mean you have sexual tension? He's like, well, you know, it's like separate sexual tension. Sexual tension with Vanessa. Like, I'm good with you, but like, just shut up, Dimitri. You're digging yourself into a hole. Um, They drink out of these stupid metal wine cups. And they don't drink. So what the fuck are you drinking? Water? sparkling water uh what is that stinky stuff that hippie not hippies that healthy people drink that smells like vinegar again you're yelling into your phone i imagine they're drinking that that paleo stuff like just it's so annoying drink out of regular clear glasses stop drinking out of wine glasses when you don't drink alcohol 
they live just like I said I think the best word for them they're just annoying but I have to say that in many many scenes I keep seeing this pair of sunglasses that Ashley wears and they are freaking cute I need them I want them if you look at certain things that they have I think they have very expensive taste I guarantee you those sunglasses are not from Target those are some nice ass sunglasses um and in this episode I noticed that Ashley has diamond uh stud implant things in her eye teeth that's kind of cool it's annoying and dumb but also kind of cool and whenever you see it with her sunglasses I'm like she's way cooler than me okay so they decide that they're they're gonna propose to Vanessa well Dimitri's gonna propose but they're kind of both proposing to her so Dimitri goes and meets Vanessa's mother to talk to her to ask for her hand in marriage and we'll call her mother Vanessa I learned that from another podcast I really really like that so instead of saying Vanessa's mom we're going to say mother Vanessa so in that in that talk Dimitri gets grilled by mother Vanessa and she's kind of hemming and hawing about whether she's going to be okay with Dimitri asking and finally she says get this I'm only okay with it if Vanessa's okay with it well duh bitch if Vanessa says no, then obviously it's a no. So really, really dumb. Uh, but Dimitri decides that he's going to have an original. <laughs> I wrote a lot of things in, in caps because I was very shook by this. An original song for a proposal. Worst nightmare ever. Kill me, kill me. I, I wrote kill me probably 18 times in, this, uh, in these bullet points under their section. So they go to this producer, this not movie writer, this songwriter and singer. And I'm just like cringe sweats, like dying, eating my Snickers in bed, just dying, waiting to hear what's going to happen. And so the producer slash songwriter, whatever, they start kind of making up a song. Dimitri adds literally nothing to this. Nothing. They're like, oh, so should we sing about this? Should we sing about that? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's funny that you say that about time because like, you're right. Time really does stand still with her. I'm like, shut the fuck up. He's adding nothing to this. But as the, um, the guys, the guy playing the guitar, another guy singing, like they're actually like, they sound really good. I'm like, okay, this is still super cringy, but it's, if, if Dimitri tries to sing this, I will literally crawl under my bed. So we have to wait and see. Oh, but that producer guy has diamonds in his eye teeth too. I'm like, maybe this is the thing. Maybe I need to look into this. Um, so in general, just so you know, my take on live music is I 90% of the time, I absolutely hate it. Now, if it's like at a concert or an event where there's alcohol and like walking around and things like that, like, like at the rodeo or... Um, like a place where you can drink and stuff like that. I, I like that. Like I can, I can get down with that. I do not like where like in a close intimate environment, like at a restaurant or something where you're just sitting there and watching or like at a piano bar and you're watching the person sing makes me want to die. I freaking hate it. I don't like restaurants with live music. I, I absolutely hate it. Hold on. I have to take another drink. I'm dying. So again, all of this singing or thoughts of singing just terrify me. 
So they decide to um, surprise Vanessa on the beach. So they're at the beach, the youngest baby, because that little monkey's still... Oh my God. I mean, monkey like a kid. God, please don't send me hate mail. This little kid, I mean, is still uh, breastfeeding off his mom, so they can't separate. Um, 